0: We're wrapping up our Disruption in Dentistry series with an in-house dental membership plan discussion. We'll be discussing what these plans are, what their impacts to your dental practice are, and how you get started. Now, to help us better understand this topic, we're joined by Dave Mahanahan, CEO and founder of Clear, an industry leader of subscription dental membership plans. Now, prior to Clear, he served as the CEO of FitLinks and also spent time at Microsoft. Dave designed the Clear platform based on dentist and patient feedback. He curated a passionate and hardworking team. Publicly advocates for dentists and patients' rights and continuously pushes the company to innovate and be better. Dave, thanks for being here. Really appreciate
1: it. Oh, thanks for having me on the show, Eric. I appreciate it as well. Not a problem.
0: So, so let's just let's just dive right in. So, so I know everyone is is kind of really wanting to know. What exactly is a dental membership plan, and and, and why are we seeing a rise in, in their popularity?
1: Just a, at a real basic level, the way to think of a dental membership plan is it's a direct care arrangement between dentists and their patients. So in a typical, typical plan, a patient will pay a, a subscription to their dental practice. That payment goes directly to the dental practice, and in return, they get Things like their preventative care visits, their cleaning their exams, or X-rays—that's built into the subscription. They don't need to pay extra for those things. They come in as part of subscription to get that done. And then they also get discounts typically on other treatments, so fillings, crowns, and so on. So it's got a lot of the same components of dental insurance, but without all the hassles. There's no waiting periods. There's no deductibles. There's no denial of claims. None of that. The dentist gets to control the, what care is provided in the plan. And they also control the fee schedule and the subscription uh, amounts that are uh, you know, tied to the plan. So the dentist is in control, all the sort of hassles go away and it's a direct relationship between the dentist and the patient. The reason they've become so popular uh, lately is first, most people don't know this, but 50% of us adults don't have a dental benefit. And a lot of that has to do with small businesses where they offer dental benefits to their employees. Uh, so one is uh, there's a lot of people out there without coverage, but they want coverage. So we've done a lot of research, as you mentioned in the beginning, these patients really do want coverage. They want to get more care, but they're sort of locked outside the system because you know they feel like uh, dental care is very expensive. And so we have that on the patient side. So they want coverage. It's simple and affordable. And then on the dentist side, dental insurance is becoming pretty much obsolete. It's really difficult for a dental practice to make a profit off of the reimbursements they're getting from dental insurers. They're really looking for an alternative, right? To dental insurance, and they know patients like coverage. So a membership plan fills that gap.
0: So, so then, all right. So then, keeping that that thought going on the the, the patient side, um, and I think you just touched on this, but so so do you find that the patient the overall patient experience uh, is improved through a membership
1: plan? When we dig down and talk to patients about this, there's really two things that they give us feedback on primarily about the experience. So they, most of these patients, I mean, like 80, 90% of patients have looked at dental insurance, but they decided not to go down that path because it's expensive. It's complex. And during our market research, one of the patients put it the best I've ever heard. They said, I know they're going to get me right. So the data is what they like about membership plans and the user experience and why it's so strong for the patient is it's really simple and affordable. You can, Honestly, look at a membership plan. There will be three or four lines that explain the membership plan. That's it. You will understand it right off the bat. It's very simple. It's like an Amazon Prime membership or a Netflix membership, right? It's really simple. You don't have twenty pages, right, that you got to go through and caveats and all those things. So, one is from a user or a patient experience perspective, it's simple, uh, it's affordable, and also the other benefit we hear patients talk about all the time is a direct relationship with their dentist. They don't, they don't have to deal with a third party and all the hassles that go with that. They can work directly with their dentist and just focus on care without having to worry about all the overhead and hassles that come with it. at really complex agreement. So those are the two primary things you hear from patients. perspective.
0: Well, and, and, and I guess to your point, you know, I mean, who's, you know, who's going to know the patient better than the, than the doctor themselves as far as keeping that relationship and what they need and what they don't need. So... But all right, so now let's flip that for a second, though, and look at it now from the standpoint of the, the doctor, the dentist. So, so operationally, like what, what sort of challenges, you know, can, can this help uh, a dental practice overcome? And, and, and actually, and then a follow up on that would be also very important. And what about the financial impacts? Like what kind of financial impact? would having these available to patients do for the practice?
1: Yeah, so there's really, uh, to, to answer the first question, what problems does it solve or operational challenges does it solve? One is right in front of the dentists, they get it right away. The other one's a little bit, you got to dig under and we, we explain it to them so they better understand. So the first one is going back to insurers and how hard it is for practice to make profit off of the reimbursements provided by dental insurers. What this does is give control back to the dentist. So the dentist can create their own coverage plan, offer directly to the patients. They get paid directly from the, from the patient and they they manage and control all aspects of the plan, right? So it puts them in control and allows them to provide coverage. And a lot of practices who implement membership plans end up dropping some of their worst PPOs as a result. And so if they have a bad PPO they know they're losing money on, they'll drop that and they'll tell those patients to come over to their membership plan because it's better for them and it's better for the patient. Uh, so that's an obvious operational issue that practices deal with every day that you know this helps solve. The other one is the one that uh, sometimes practices don't believe it until we actually show them the data, but their uninsured patients do not come in and visit very often. So on average, this, this is stats, we pull from the practice management systems or our dental practices, an average uninsured patient comes to a practice once every two years. It's once every two years. So But an average insured or covered patient comes in at about 1.5 times a year. So if you have coverage, patients come in about three times more often than if they don't have coverage. And so an operational challenge the practice has, and sometimes it's hidden, is that their uninsured patients aren't coming in, getting their hygiene completed, and accepting treatment. They're staying away. And they stay away because they're afraid of costs and they don't have coverage. It's like going back to what I was originally talking about, like, these, these uninsured patients want coverage. They just don't want insurance. So the operational challenge the membership plan solves is these patients come in more often. So when they subscribe, and this is data now getting to the financial impact, this is data from the practice management systems on our platform. Those uninsured patients who move to the membership plan come in on average three times more. That's the average across our platform. And they accept 2.1 times more treatment. And I get to question all the time, why do they accept more treatment and it's really simple it's because they come in more often and they have coverage so think about a patient who comes in once every two years how often do you have to sell them treatment once every two years if they come in twice a year because they're on a subscription they also have access to the discounts they're going to accept a lot more treatment one is because they're coming in more often you have more chances to talk to them second is because they now have a discount that they can apply to the treatment they're going to accept so that's our average is the financial impact is they come in two three times more often. They accept tw- two point times, one more two point, one times more. True.
0: And I could see, too, that, that you know, the more times that you come in and, uh, you know, you've now built more of a relationship and uh, with your with your dentist. Um, so you've got more tr- you know, a natural building of trust there. And again, just a more familiar relationship. So then when they do present a, a treatment plan that is obviously outside the normal cleaning, you know, every six month cleaning, I would assume then you would be more apt to accept that 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 treatment plan again because you said you know I'm in more frequently I now have coverage and I also now have a much better closer relationship with my with my doctor.
1: It's you you hit on a real big one, Eric. Is yeah that trust is really important. There's a trust and a relationship that occurs. And what we tell our dental practices who are offering membership plans is to treat those members special. Treat them like a true member of your practice and. We even have dental practices that will give them little gifts when they come in uh, to their office. Uh, It can be just something really, really small, and it's just a way of uh, recognizing and thanking those patients for being members of their practice.
0: Yeah, so then what you want is you want the other patients to look and go, hey, how come he got a gift? I want a gift. (laughs) Right? It's it's weird, because we get
1: that question, so like, what about my other patients? They'll get jealous. We said, yeah, we hope so. All right. Absolutely. Make them jealous.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think you actually answered this question already, but I'm going to go ahead I'm going to go ahead and pose it just in case you want to expand on it a little bit more, but I mean, I'm going to I'm going to assume you're going to say yes in that I imagine these type of membership plans are are going to create an easier basically create easier and more affordable and better access for patients to 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 dentistry. Absolutely. So the two-sided
1: value proposition is, on, and this is, it's funny you ask this question, one side is practices can engage your uninsured patients more, get them to come in more often, accept more treatment. That's one value proposition for dental practice. The value proposition for the patient is access to care. So just to, I didn't share all this, but during our market research, before starting Clear, what these uninsured patients were saying to us is, I value care. It's really, you know, oral care is valuable to me. Uh, and they, would, they related to things like their overall health, uh, their quality of life, even their longevity, how long they, they believe they're going to live is, uh, uh, partially based on oral care. And you get that, right? There's public announcements and things out there that make that, you know, uh, whatever uh, common uh, knowledge. So they want care, but they stay away because they don't have coverage and they fear the cost. They don't know how much things cost. It's, when you think about uh, dental pricing, right? It's opaque. It's hard to understand what's you know. One is to get access to pricing. Number two is what price should you trust? You can't you know compare shop with things like that. So, the net is what a membership plan does is it makes it easy for these patients to get access to care. That's the key part of all this is that they commit to that subscription. They have access to care. They understand pricing. It's simple. It's affordable, uh, and they can commit and trust it. And then just on the side. We also get a lot of positive reactions from the office managers and the other staff members of a practice because they are thrilled that they can offer access of to, of, to care to their patients. Uh, so we get as much positive reaction from the team as we do from the patients about being able to provide this to their patients.
0: And just real quick to kind of keep playing off of that, that theme of, of access to care, you know, t- you know typically like, like you, we, you know and, and we've seen, know a lot of times if you do have insurance right you have dental insurance and then you have medical insurance right there's two two different kinds but more and more it's being shown and proven we actually discussed a little bit of this in another podcast in that you know really it healthcare should be holistic you should not separate the mouth so to speak from the rest of the body because a lot of things that they're showing a lot of medical type you know issues could either have been prevented or detected or mitigated Uh, in something had had there not been a neglect in the dental area and so again now again you give me more access to my dentist and maybe that access has now made me a better you know um, just a a better overall uh, patient from a standpoint of health and, and, and wellness
1: absolutely yeah oral health is absolutely systemic to overall health and it's been proven over and over again and to your point when you you can show uh you know through oral health issues that shows other health issues right and they're very related um there are even a lot of connections now uh you know not going through all the details of all the different types of you know illnesses tied to it but like dementia can even be identified through oral issues so um somewhere along the the two separated i don't know why i don't know the history there but the uh, the net is that it is incredibly important to your overall health, and people know it. That's the good news. Is our market research shows that uh, consumers understand that, and they want access to oral care.
0: Good. Well, that that's good. That, that that's encouraging. You now, say if you're talking about this to to a dentist, are there are there any types or, or like parameters that make certain practices you know better suited for offering this type of service to their patients?
1: I'm. Um, I'm not sure about parameters. Let me. I'll talk about how we see. You know, I guess one is from an applicability standpoint. Uh, it's re- it works really well for general practices. Number one, and then also pediatric practices. Those are the two places we see great uh, applicability. It gets a little more difficult when you get into ortho uh, and oral surgeon because they're not as repetitive and long term right commitments. Uh, so, but general and pediatric are. Uh, we see equal. Uh, you know, uh, effect at independent practices and group practices. So we have an equal sort of amount of group and independent. So it works perfectly well across the two of them. Uh, The thing that's really important, though, when these practices implement is there's a few things. One is you need to know what your goal is of the membership plan. So we have, you know, some practices whose goal is that they want to get more, you know, patients into their practice right? And so they're going to be aggressive around pricing. And they just want to get as many people onto the subscription as possible. We have other practices that know they want to make it a profit center and they want that subscription to be profitable for the practice. Great. No issue with either one of those, but just understand what your goals are of your practice. And you can sort of you know, frame the, the membership plan and pricing around it. The other thing is to consider is your demographics of your patient base. And so uh, we have practices who, you know, Part of their, a large part of their uh, population, patient population is older, uh, you know, uh, patients. So they will create, you know, typical plans, like one for an adult care plans, one for adult, one for a child, one for perio patients. But then they'll often create another one for seniors. And they'll do things like we have one at the senior club where the senior club is a little cheaper than the adult plan, but the patients have to come in between one and three in the afternoon. And it has driven a three X increase in production for those patients because they have the time; they you know, they want to get that this extra discount, and they're using the downtime of the practice, which is awesome. Uh, the demographics are important, and then the other one I put out there is value. You want to balance value between your practice and your patient. So we've had some practices that try to be too aggressive on how they price, and others try to be you know you know tr- you know pricing it too low. We have other practices pricing too high. If you don't get the value. Uh, balance properly, let's say it's too expensive, you're not gonna have a lot of patients buy it. If it's too cheap, your practice won't wanna sell it. And so we've actually, our CTO has a uh, PhD in uh, machine learning. He actually created an algorithm to find the perfect pricing that balances that patient and the practice value uh, and, and creates a good, you know, uh, volume of, uh, membership purchases. So there's a sort of three things to sort of think about when you're redesigning these.
0: So not to make a shameless plug, but it's funny, machine learning was actually part of another podcast that we were doing again, machine learning and artificial intelligence in, in, in dentistry. Now that was more, a little bit more on the, on the diagnostic side, but it's, just it's, to me, it's just amazing how all this, all this stuff is circulating and kind of coming together around, um, dentistry. So. OK, so I've heard all the, I've heard everything you have had to say, and it all sounds great. Um, I'm 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 now sitting here and I'm thinking, OK, I want to do this. I, I want to do this for my practice. N- now what? I mean, what how do I how do I even go about doing this or start doing this?
1: Well, it, I mean, obviously, you can you can try to do it on your own. There's some practices that are out there that sort of you know, manually do this. If you're interested in learning from us, I mean, you can just go up to clear.com, dot com, K-L-E-E-R dot com. And, and book a consult. Uh, we have people get live, you know, online with you and just talk you through, you know, things that, you know, one is just the overall membership plan, why to have it, value all the good stuff, but also the clear platform and how we can implement uh, a membership plan in your practice very quickly and effectively. So that's an option you want to look at, just go to core.com.
0: Well, in, in my opinion, it's a good option because I, you know, if somebody else has already invented the wheel, I don't want to necessarily have to, you know. To do it again, and, and and you know, and maybe someone else has thought through this a lot better than I have. So I, I think I think that would be a good <laughs> a good option. Um, well, Dave, so so uh, let me just put it out there to you. Um, any any final thoughts uh, around this this topic to to our listeners that you want to throw out there? Um, maybe uh,
1: two things. So, from what you
0: know, what we've been talking about, it
1: just makes sense to do this. Uh, you improve access to your to care for your patients, and you drive more production for your practice. It's really simple. It works. We have thousands of dental practices that have done so. We actually have more than five thousand dentists on our platform, and we have the models to prove it. And we will actually pull your data and show you if it's working or not working. We've never had not one not work, but we'll always prove it and show it to you. Uh, and then on the other thing, we, one thing we haven't talked about though is We're actually releasing a new product in August that enables the dental practice to offer a dental benefit directly to employers. So It takes this whole concept I just described, wraps it up for employers so employers can contribute to that membership plan and make it a dental benefit they offer to their employees. And 63% of all small businesses do not offer a dental benefit to their employees. And these small businesses are all around these dental practices. Uh, I mean, you probably have hundreds of small businesses within probably five or 10 miles of your dental practice. So we're just enabling dental practices to offer a group dental benefit directly to local employers.
0: That's an angle I I didn't even think about, being able to offer that to to employers. I thought earlier about, you know, a lot of times when people don't have insurance, it's simply because their employer is just unable to provide it because it's so expensive and so forth but this would be a way to actually get around that get over that hurdle and and allow you know, businesses to do that and stay competitive in the you know the employee market and, and so forth so that's really, it's really good
1: yeah yeah so we interviewed a lot of small businesses before we designed this product and this, what you just said is they want to offer it. It's too expensive. It's too complicated. They have management they got to do. They got to do things like with insurance, you got to have like minimal participation requirements. They don't want any of that. They just want to say, hey, here's a benefit. Hey, my employees, I'm offering this to you. If you want to sign up? Here's a link. Go sign up if you'd like to sign up. And that's it, right? And so that's what we've created, the ability to do that.
0: Easy, you know, easy, affordable, and and and, makes them, and keeps them competitive. That's exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, Dave, man, really, I, I thank you very much for, uh, for, for participating and hanging out with us and talking to us and providing you know, your, your insight and your knowledge on this topic. It's been, it's been really great. And I appreciate you having me on the show. Uh, thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you all for listening to the last series of our Dental Dialogues podcast. Visit EisnerAmper.com for more information on this and a host of other topics. Reach out to let us know if there are any topics you'd like to hear, us discuss in a later time, or if you'd like to be featured in any of our next series.